0: I want you to look in 1 Corinthians 12 with me. I want to look at just a few verses today, but over the next several weeks, we're going to keep coming back here and digging deeper into these verses. There's so much here. Let's begin together in verse 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Paul, writing by the Spirit of God to this church, said, For as the body is one and has, and I want you to read these next two words with me, many members. Every time we see that, I want you to make note of it today. Look at it again. For as the body is one and has what? Many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but what? Many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? Verse 20, this is the verse I wanted you to see. Verse 20, but now indeed there are, say it again, many members, yet... One body. Look at it again. There, are, there indeed, there are many members, yet one body. Many members, one body. Let's say it together. Many members, one body. This, of course, is a word to the entire body of Christ. It's written down in scriptures for all men for all time but I believe it's a word for Legacy Church in 2023. I believe this verse right here, 1 Corinthians 12, 20, is a description of who we are and who we will be, who we are becoming in this year and beyond. We are what? We are many members, yet one body. There would be a real temptation to see that verse there in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty. As a matter of fact, put that back on the screen for us. 1 Corinthians twelve twenty. He said, now indeed there are many members, yet one body. There'd be a real temptation, leave it there for a moment, as a pastor, as a leader, to get fixated on many members. There'd be a real temptation and a pressure to get so solely focused on those two words, many members, Lord, we receive many members. Thank you, Lord. Many members, many members, many members, many members. Many members, many many many, 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 many members. Oh, thank you, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. Many members, many members, many members, Many, many, many members. <laughs> but that's not all he said. What did he say? We are to be many members yet one body. I don't know why this happened, when, or how it happened, but in ministry, I'm sure it's this way in other fields too, but people tend to set one metric, one gauge, if you will, on the dashboard that determines the level of success. It's how many people. How's church doing? Oh, it's great. We've got 300. Oh, really? We've got 1,000. Huh? How's church doing? Oh, not so good. We only had 280. How's church doing? Oh, it's good. We had five new families. Can you see what I'm saying? People want to know how it's going, and the first thing they point to is the numbers that are there. Sadly, most of the time what they're pointing to is the numbers that aren't there. I remember the first time we ever met in this room. What day was that? That was... In September of 20, October 2019, I think it was. I don't know if there's anybody in here today that was a part of that service that, that day. I see some hands. This room didn't look like this, I'll tell you that. Concrete floors, no platform, no sound, no paint, no nothing, no lights. We got in here and there was, I think, 350-ish people from the community. Absolutely bowled me over. I mean, I got up in front of everybody that night and I said, what are y'all doing here? (laughs) It was a really special night. I remember coming in and we had no parking lot, just nothing but dirt out there. And there was a line of cars to get in here. It was packed in the parking lot. I've got a great picture of it too. There were two rainbows right over the church building. It was awesome. But I was so Excited, I guess. There's so many people. It seemed like a lot to me. But I walked out that night, and as I got home, and the next day, the Lord began talking to me, He said, Get a hold of this. You are not to be enamored by numbers either way. Do not get enamored by numbers either way. What's that mean? Don't get all big and puffy when there's a room full. And don't get depressed when there's not. Mm-hmm. I was even on the phone with somebody this week who was asking me, hey, how many people you got coming? And I could say to them in all honesty, I have no idea. <laughs> I really don't. I made the decision. I'm not going to ask. Now our ushers make account; They keep record of attendance and all that. But I'm not doing that thing, church. I'm not doing that thing where two feet off the platform, I say how many were here and what was the offering? I'm not doing that. I'm not getting enamored with numbers. Who's here and who's not here is between them and their God. But I'm not going to get enamored with it. I've got some things in my heart. Like we've already said, we've already prayed. I believe this place is supposed to be full and overflowing. Glory to God. Well, what if it's not? What if it's not? I'll preach to you like there's 10,000 of you in here. Amen. Amen. Here's what I'm trying to say to you. That scripture said we are supposed to be many members, yet one body. Now that whole passage that we read is major revelation. And what the Spirit of God was saying through Paul was that the body of Christ is just like the human body. And the same way that this human body that every one of us have is made up of many members, it's still just one body. And that's what the body of Christ is supposed to be, and that's what this local body is supposed to be. Many members, yes, but one body. And if all we ever do is think about numbers and look at numbers and focus on numbers and rise and fall emotionally with the rise and fall of the numbers, that's not the right way to think. Let's say 500 people came on a Sunday morning. Let's say we were full and we were overflowing down the hall and into every other room. Well, what good is that? Let me say it to you like this. What good is a bunch of members if they're not a body? Having 500, having 1,000. That's like being all excited about a room full of body parts. What good is a room full of body parts if the parts aren't connected? If the parts aren't connected and making up one body, who cares how many members? Come on, are you hearing me this morning? Who cares how many members unless they're a body? Unless they're a body. So we could have 50 people in here. Well, it doesn't sound like a lot. Yeah, but are they a body? If they're acting like a body, if they're functioning like a body, glory to God, they're getting something done. On the other hand, we could have 5,000, but if it's nothing but a room full of body parts, you got arms over there and legs over there, and and I'm not trying to be too graphic here, but what good? What good is 1,000? What good is 5,000 if they're not a body? What are we supposed to be in 2023? Many members one body. This is where we're headed. When we talk about the growth of a church, you can bring it right back to what the scripture said. It's just like the growth of a body. And I know I've been through this before. I know many of you have as well. You look in the mirror, there's something you don't like. And I've done this before. I thought, and, and even recently, I'm done being weak. I want to be stronger. I'm ready to fill out. You know what I mean? I'm ready to put some muscle on this body. I'm ready for this body to grow. Is what I'm saying, I'm ready for another arm? You know what I need? I need, to, if I just had two more arms, if I just had two more arms, another leg, and like five more ears, oh, I, I'd be so content. Is that, is that what it means for a body to grow? You need more parts No, you need the parts you have to grow. That's the growth of a body. Are there, should there, will there be more members? Yes, there will be. We've called them in. We're believing God for them. But what we're even more focused on are the parts we got, the members we've got, and seeing them grow, seeing them enlarge and expand. Amen. We're just like a body. So this is, this is just the taste of where we're headed in the next few weeks and over the course of this year. We are going to be many members, but one body. How, how does a body function? I know as I press deeper into my 40s, I'm more and more thankful every day for a body that's working, for a body that's functioning. Well, what makes for a functioning body? It's not just that you have the parts. It's not just that you have the members. It's that the members are where they're supposed to be. That's what makes this body function. Having a hand is a great thing. But you know what? If this hand was coming out of my hip, I can't say that I think it would be doing that much for me. What makes for a functioning body is not just a bunch of body parts. It's not just many members. It's the members being in the location, being in the place they're supposed to be. The reason this hand is effective is because it's exactly where it's supposed to be. The reason this arm is effective, the reason these legs are operational and working and are doing me good is because they're where they're supposed to be. And there are so many people, we have an epidemic of this. People in the church, out of the church, crying, begging God for answers. What's my purpose? What's the purpose of my life? What am I here for? Huh? What's all this about? What's my, you ever hear this question? What's my place? people ask it like this, what's my place in this world? But if you're smart, you won't ask it like that. You'll ask it like this, what's my place in this body? People are trying to figure out what it is they're supposed to do. But really what you and I need to be serious about finding out in 2023 is not first and foremost, what am I supposed to do? It's where am I supposed to be? Because if you'll find out where you're supposed to be, the location will reveal to you your purpose. My hand does not have to wonder what its function is. It's so great at getting things that are over there. But what revealed the purpose to it, it's location. Because it is where it is, it reveals to it, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be reaching out and grabbing stuff. You're supposed to be holding on to things. The location of the part reveals to the part the purpose of the part. Amen. Amen. This is a part of being one body. Finding out where your place is in the body. Now, you say this, and I can almost hear people's thoughts. The immediate thing is, well, I think my place is here. Well, I think my place is there. And we've even experienced it just in the last couple of years in church where you, you need somebody to do this or serve there or fulfill this role, and they say, no, that's my spot. That's my place. That's where I want to be. But did you hear what this scripture said? Go back and look at it. First Corinthians chapter 12. Look at it one more time. Verse 15. He said, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body. He asked this question. Is it therefore not of the body? What's he saying? Does the part get to decide? Does the part get to look at another part and say, I'd rather be that part, and if I don't get to be that part, I'm not part of the body? No, the part does not get to decide. The part does not get to place itself. Come on, are you listening this morning? There's not one part of your body that could wish it was another part of your body, and because you don't make it that part of the body, there's not one part of your body that says, that's it, I'm out of here. I'm done, I'm done being a part of this body, I'm gone. What's he saying? No, it's still part of the body. The part doesn't get to decide. He said the foot, verse 15 one more time, the foot, if it should say because I'm not a hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Verse 16, if the ear should say because I'm not an eye, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? That's not how it works. It's not how it works. The part does not get to place itself. He goes on to say in verse 17, If the whole body were an eye, first of all, (laughs) ooh, weird, right? (laughs) If the whole body were an eye, aren't you thankful that you, forget church for a second, let's talk about you. Aren't you thankful that you are many members, not just one? If the whole body were an eye, this, the eye has got to be one of the smaller parts. And it's amazing to me how many times things f- find their way into it. If this whole body were an eye, all day, every day, you'd get, be getting poked and you'd be crying. I mean, it'd be miserable if the whole body were an eye. Somebody say, thank God. Thank God I'm many members. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? Verse 18. This is what you need to know. Now God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. You want to know why your hand is where it is? Well, the evolution of mankind dictated and demanded that the hand... No. You want to know why this is where it is? You want to know why it's located right there? I swear it pleased God to put it. I swear it pleased Him. You want to know why the feet and the toes are where they are and they're not somewhere else? Thank God. It pleased Him. Put them right there. Every part of you, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, it is where it is because it pleased God to put it there. God did not have a conversation with the foot. Where would you like to be, foot? God did not have conversations with the eyes, the ears, the nose, and say, hey, where would you like to go? I'll put you anywhere you want to go. No. He put the part where it pleased him. This needs to be our prayer for 2023. Lord, put me where it pleases you. And there's a temptation to see another part of the body and think, hmm, I want to be that part. I, I, no, that, no, that's my part. Oh, wait, wait. Well, that's my part. Oh wait, no, not that part. That's my part. It's not how it works. The part doesn't decide where it goes. The part finds out where it pleases God to put it. And just the way it pleased God to put the hand here, the fingers there, the leg, the foot, the arms, the shoulders, the neck, the eyes, the ears, every part of you is put there because it pleased God. There is a place for you in the kingdom of God where it pleases him for you to be. So we're not going, God, what am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be doing? What's my what's my function? What are we saying? Where do you want me? And if you'll find out the place, you'll find out the grace. In other words, if you'll find out the place in the body that it pleases him to put you, You, just by being in that place, will find out so much about what it is you're supposed to be doing. Your grace is where your place is. Your grace is where your place is. So how do we function? Many members, yet one body. Number one, we find out where our place is. That's got to be first. This is what I want you after. This year, church, I want you coming to church with this on your mind. I want you living all day, every day throughout your week with this on your mind. Lord, where have you placed me in the body of Christ? And this thought hit me so strong yesterday, and I'm going to say it to you, and you're going to think, yeah, duh, but I, I hope that it somehow hits you with the same strength that it hit me. I am a part of the body of Christ yeah, I can tell it doesn't Yeah, You're like, yeah, I know. But listen, I, you, are a part of the body of Christ. And you've been put in that body in a place where it pleases God. And he goes on in this same passage to say, one part can't say to another part, I have no need of you. He even said the head can't say to the feet, I have no need of you. Jesus is the head of this body and he does not say to any part in his body, I have no need of you. Jesus needs every part of his body the same way you and I need every part of our body. Oh sure, we're fully aware of our great need and dependence for him, but I don't think we think near enough about his need for us. He needs me. Hmm. He needs me. I'm a part of his body. Say it. I'm a part of his body. He needs me. But where does he need you? See, that's what you got to find out. Lord, where does it please you to put me? And I want to say this to you and I'll be done. To function as a body, and this is what we're going to see in other scriptures as we continue to look into this. The book of Ephesians says that the body will grow through what every joint supplies. For us to function as a body, again, we can't just be a room full of parts. The parts have got to be joined. This hand, as much as I appreciate it, as, as capable as it is, and I depend upon them, both of them, every day, they are nothing if they're not joined if they're not joined at the wrist to my arm and if this forearm's not joined at the elbow and if this doesn't make a joint at my shoulder and if it doesn't join to my head and down my spine no part is any good to me disjointed and this is what we've got an epidemic of in the body of Christ right now a bunch of disjointed parts a bunch of Parts that are out of their joint. And we'll talk to you more about this week, but this is just food for thought. Yeah. When, a, when, a, when a bone or, or a part is out of joint, I mean, you take just the little finger, but when it's out of joint, so much happens. Have you ever noticed this, that you, the, the smallest of your parts, you could hurt them. And when you do every other part, turns its attention right there. If you don't know what I'm talking about, sometime in the middle of the night, tomorrow morning, while all the lights are out, go walking towards the bathroom and see if that little toe doesn't catch just the corner, I don't know, of a a chair leg. If you've done that before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The attention of every other part goes to that one. When a part is out of joint, There's so many effects that reverberate throughout the body. And what I want us to do this year is to find our place, find where we're supposed to be joined, and make sure that we don't let anything disjoin us. Amen. What are we? Many members, one body.